Welcome to Harvest Time. My name is Chris Harper, and our host on this program is Pastor Gary Walton, the lead pastor at Harvest Baptist Church. Every week, we spend these 25 minutes together telling you the stories of our church, interviewing our members and other friends of the ministry. We'd like to invite you to join us at Harvest Baptist Church this week. There are two services, one at 8.45 a.m., the other at 10.45 a.m. We offer Japanese and Korean translation during our 10.45 a.m. service. And that's also when we live stream at hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. This week, the final message in our series, 10 Foolish Things People Do to Mess Up Their Lives. This week, it's all about the heart from Exodus 20, 1 through 20. Let's begin today's harvest time by welcoming Pastor Gary Walton. Hi, Pastor. Hey, half a day, Chris. Yeah, this is the final message of this series. We began back in the month of September. Um, we took a couple breaks for Christmas and a few other things along the way, but we've gone one by one through the Ten Commandments. Um, and uh, this Sunday will be the wrap-up. So, you know, you mentioned Exodus 21 through 20. The Ten Commandments are given sort of in those middle verses, 4 through 17, I think. Thou shalt not covet. The last one we looked at was in chapter or verse 17. The last three verses give a summary of what was happening. And so we're going to look at those verses and then back up and just talk about um, what, what all of them mean together, why they're significant, what they mean to us today. And uh, ultimately, we're going to know and see that it really is all about the heart, and uh, amazingly, it is actually all about Jesus, and the law brings us to the story of Jesus. And I would, if you've been here for any part of this series, I would really invite you to come back this Sunday to get the final chapter and the conclusion of that all together. We'll have a great time together in both of those services, and we'd love to have you join us uh, here this Sunday at Harvest. Well, I'm super excited to introduce uh, to you a new couple, new family, new on island, new at Harvest. Uh, Q and Kayla Ramirez are new on our staff, in fact, just this month. So first of all, uh, welcome Q and Kayla. Thank you. It's great Thank to be back. It is great to see the island for the first time ever, and uh, I'm enjoying the weather a lot. So, Well, welcome to Harvest, first of all, and, uh, and to Harvest Time. You get it all together right here in these first couple of weeks. We'll tell that story uh, here in a minute. Um, you arrived on island with uh, your two girls, right? Tell us about your family. Yeah, so um, we have two little girls, a four-year-old and a four-month-old um, the older one is Elena, and the little uh, baby is, uh, her name is Eden. Um, they are the light of our life. Um, they are definitely um, very spunky, and I love them very much, but uh, I can tell their uh, their personalities are very strong. So, uh, and praise <laughs> the Lord for that, you know. Um, like so. dead mom, right? I was going to say, they, they come by that honestly. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. So, Well, you guys had quite a trip getting here. We won't get a chance to tell, tell all that story, but... Um, your uh, transit here was full of a lot of starts and stops and then some sickness wrapped up with it. But I know in talking with you, you know, you both said God was in all of that. Yes, absolutely. And it's nice to be here and just feel so far removed from that situation and uh, leaving the States. Sorry, family that'll listen to this, but uh, leaving you guys in the foot of snow that we just got. Uh, <laughs> 
I'm not too heartbroken for that right now. <laughs> <laughs> now, Kayla, uh, you grew up here uh, on Guam, right? Tell us yes. about that. Yeah, so uh, my former last name was Baldwin, now married and Ramirez. Uh, so I'm uh, lucky that I got to sneak on the show before my parents, so I get to tell my story first. But um, yeah, so I grew up here from second grade on. We lived in New Hampshire for two years in between there, um, but had such a great experience going to Harvest, uh, school and church, um, and just being able to be uh, living my best little island life. I really have nothing but positive things to say about growing up on Guam, and I mean, what a blessing and uh, a conversation starter for sure uh, whenever people are like, oh, you know, where are you from? And uh, depending on the situation and how much time you have, <laughs> if it's just in the grocery <laughs> store line, sometimes I just say, oh, well, I have family in, uh, you know, Wisconsin or, you know. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, Guam is an amazing place and very unique opportunity for sure. So. Well, if the name Baldwin sounds familiar, of course, connect with Pastor Jared Baldwin and Tammy. Uh, who are also here, and uh, for those uh, on the radio listening, that connection would be with, you know, Jared was very involved with uh, radio station over the years, um, and a, a little variety show called Live Till Five on Fridays, and so you uh, had a chance, we were just talking about this coming up here, mm -hmm. kind of a blast from the past walking up here, because you spent time with your dad right. um, up in this radio station as a kid, right? Yeah, and that, that was always a lot of fun, and uh you know, get into a little bit of mischief, but not too much because we could always edit it out. So that's <laughs> good for uh, my parents' sake, probably. But <laughs> it's awesome to have you back. Q um, did not grow up in Guam; grew up stateside. Tell us about you know your family and growing up. Yeah, so my story is a little bit different. Um, my uh, I was actually born in Mexico, uh, in a, I, w I don't want to say little because it's a pretty big city, uh, uh, Reynosa, Tamaulipas. Um, I'm very blessed to have Hispanic heritage um, and it's given me a lot of, uh, like Kayla said, her island background is giving her a conversation starter, but uh, me and my Spanish allows me to also um, just share some of my, my culture and uh, allows me to speak to a lot of different people over yeah. the years. So that's, uh, I've been very thankful for that. But um, I was born to my mother in, on July 10th, 1995 in uh, Reynosa, Tamaulipas, as I said. And then we emigrated over to Texas, um, right across the border um, to um, the McAllen, Brownsville, Edinburgh, Texas area. And I was only one year old when I did that. Okay, so very I, young. Yeah, I mm -hmm. didn't spend much time in Mexico, but uh, we traveled and visited a lot. Um, eventually, our family decided to emigrate up to Wisconsin. And uh, that was around the age of five to six years old. Um, and I remember seeing my first true snowfall there. Um, yeah. It was it was funny, we were recounting um, at the airport here in our last uh, um, trip over to Guam here. And uh, I was recounting that the last time I had seen as much snow fall in just like one week or, or that kind of storm was when we moved from Texas to Wisconsin. <laughs> I remember it was like a record snowfall. Mm -hmm. I mean, there was probably like 18 inches on the ground. I remember driving up to Chicago, we were getting into the city and I'm like, oh my word, what is this? I mean, it looked like something I had just, you know, I was a kid, I'd never right. even imagined anything yeah. like that. And so, um, and then fast forward, you know, to now as at 28, 
in the Des Moines airport, seeing the snow fall outside. <laughs> it was super nostalgic. And it's just cool to see how the Lord works, even like little things like that, you know, little reminders. And honestly, I was thankful to see the snow for the last time as, as we were leaving, even uh, even if it came with a few trials along the way. So Yeah, Q and Kayla were actually boarding a plane uh, a week and a half, two weeks ago. Two, two weeks. It's been a little while, but when uh, i don't know if uh, our listeners heard but there was quite a snowstorm that went across the midwest of the states Mm -hmm. and uh, they're flying out of des moines iowa and got stuck for a couple of days in the airport and then multiple complications after that so we left that snow behind and found sunny warm guam absolutely praise the lord white snow for white sand (laughs) yeah Uh, Q is here and will be uh, actually already is started with our maintenance team and God's gifted him in a number of ways uh, that's going to be a help for our team. He's a needed uh, addition there. Kayla has come and working uh, in our finance department and uh, thankful for that as well. And uh, and I want to talk about kind of your family and your your heart for ministry. We'll hang on to that, but the reason why you're here is really a cool story. I'm excited for you to be able to share that. Uh, Q, let me back up a little bit though. Tell me about spiritually. You know your yeah. your life growing up. Um, when did you come to know Jesus? Yeah, so um, I was. I'm very thankful. My uh, my mother and my father were both um, uh, believers uh, as I was growing up. Um, obviously, we all have different um, roads um, that we go through in our own spiritual walks, and um, there was a lot of growth that has happened in our family. My mom was a first generation Christian, and uh, my father was second i believe um but uh he has his own testimony and his own you know uh yeah way of how he came to the lord um anyway all that to say is uh from a very young age my mother instilled in me um you know um a lot of uh proverbs and uh, psalms and she just you know tried to teach me as much as possible about the lord um so i grew up in in that household and that knowing about God and who he was and um, uh, understanding certain aspects of salvation and and whatnot and uh, what it meant to be a Christian. Um, However, uh, as many of us can relate to um, my young adult life, I, um, you know, I didn't really live for the Lord. Um, And I look back on it now and I think a lot of it had to do with uh, um, there was a need specifically for me to uh, fit in and to be uh, loved and to you know have I'm a people pleaser so I, I love to you know have uh, people agree with me and and, um, and just um, ingratiate themselves with me and allow me to be a, become part of the group and so when we moved to Wisconsin um, I didn't look like the people that were there and um, you know my name uh, my full name is Kerubin and I remember the first day I got to school like uh, they just nobody could pronounce it and so you know it was one of those just cultural things that that i had to overcome but um as i grew into my young adult um life i started to really desire to have you know um friends and um and uh grow my own you know group or unit and um so i i I looked in the wrong place and so i let myself um you know get involved in some things that really um caused me a lot of uh, pain and, and hurt over the years. Uh, I'd be, uh, I had some addictions that I, you know, I had to, I was constantly fighting. Um, and, uh, eventually, uh, I did go to Bob Jones university. And I think there, that's when God first started preparing my heart for him. Um, first couple of years, I really, um, 
sought the Lord and, and I, you know, tried my best to, um, uh, you know, serve him and, and be, uh, be in communion with him. Um, and then I believe it was the summer of my sophomore year going into junior year. I had to stay back home for a year to um, work and get some resources for um, for me to be able to come back to school the next yeah. year. And um, so I decided to take a year off because I was a little short on money. And that year again, being back home, I, I backslid and, um, you know, I got I regressed into some old sins. And then uh, I kind of carried that into my um, last couple of years at Bob Jones. And. I had a lot of baggage, a lot of things that I was dealing with, and um, the Lord knows all those things, you yeah. know, um, yeah. just to trying to condense the story here, but, um, you know, you name it from drinking to parties to, you know, um, just women and all these things, and I, um, uh, I'm i just thankful to be where I am today, but not uh, notwithstanding, I actually, uh, I met Kayla senior year at Bob Jones, and uh um, you know, when she tells you her story, we can kind of, yeah. you know, yeah, unite there, but, combine um, them together yeah, so basically from, from my, you know, growing up, I, under, I knew the Lord, but up until the point, um, where I, you know, got to college, I just, I wasn't living for the Lord and mm -hmm. I would go through gaps, you know, I would have moments here and there where I was, oh yeah, I was on fire for God, whether right. it be camp and this, but nothing stuck, nothing yeah. actually like. Um, caused permanent change in my life and and I got very frustrated with that I was like why is it that I just can't shake those things why is it like Paul talks about how why do I do the things that I don't want to do mm -hmm. why do I continue to yield to the flesh and um, and I think it uh, you know the Lord was just preparing my heart but at the same time I needed to have a lesson that hit home mm -hmm. very close to home for me and um, if you know a little bit, you know, as you get to know me, um, that thing came across in the form of my wife and I uh, getting pregnant out of wedlock. And um, I remember that I had that uh, moment in my life where I was like, hey, you're, you know, you're going to be a father. And uh, I was very shaken up by that because it was not nowhere near my radar. Um, and um, the Lord used that moment in my life to really try me and to say, hey, listen, Q, up until this point in your life, um, all the things that you've tried, you know, all the groups that you've been a part of, all of the um, moments of, you know, like, oh, like I want to give this up and, and I'm going to try to cut these addictions out or, you know, everything that you've done out of your own will has not been enough to um, give you peace in your life. And again, I was in a very tumultuous time at that point because, you know, um, as my wife shared her testimony, who, what she was a part of and who she was a part of, like, um, and then me being uh, from a believing family, of course, that caused a lot of distress in our life. And, um, you know, uh, so I came I, I came to my um, my absolute end of myself, you yeah. know, and, yeah. uh, and I think that's what God really had for me there. And from there, I think, um, you know, I, I remember reading a, a passage in, in Isaiah where um the the lord was uh seeking the children of israel mm -hmm. and they were very lost and uh the passage reads uh, come now let us reason together saith the lord though your sins be as scarlet they shall be as white as snow though they be red like crimson they shall they shall be like wool and to me that's when i finally started saying like nothing that i can do out of my own fruition has brought me peace and it wasn't until i started actually just having trust in the lord that he could actually change me that i started seeing a few things you know like little by little change um 
but anyway i'll end it there and then i'll let no, kayla like, catch up there yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> i mean it's a you guys have a cool story of redemption mm-hmm. right of god's goodness in your life and actually q thank you for your transparency and uh your you know your honesty um through that and god's work along the path right just Amen. kept calling and patient and drawing you um drawing you to himself and uh, and your story's not that not that unfamiliar i mean there's going to be many people listening to this that are like wow you know i get it i know exactly where it is we got i'm sure there's people listening right now and they're they're not at the you know at the redemption side they're at the part where they're just still struggling yeah. through this and you know we're going to pray that god uses you guys together but even even this conversation in their lives yeah kayla let's back up for you sure um so like we established earlier it grew up in ministry and um what a blessing that was for me you know to to establish a real foundation of uh head knowledge and heart knowledge about the lord uh but as with everyone has to to uh, make your own choice to follow the lord yeah. and sometimes that transition uh takes a, a roundabout uh, turn of events to really, uh, you know, sink in. At least it did for me, and um, I, I guess I'm really stubborn or something, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the Lord had to, to really close some doors uh, in the process to, to get a hold of my heart, but um, I was saved when I was in about fourth grade, and actually... Uh, I don't think I've shared this before, but I was saved listening to Unshackled really? on the radio. Wow. Yeah, uh, when we would go to sleep at night, my dad would put a little radio in the hallway between me and my brother's bedrooms, and uh, you know the boys would fall asleep right away. But one night I was just laying there. I think I had done something at school, or you know I was just thinking about it, and then uh, listening to an episode of Unshackled. I need to go dig through the archives and find which one it is exactly That'd and listen cool. to it again. Yeah. Um, but for some reason, just like in that quiet, yeah. you know, all alone, you have nothing else to really hang your hat on, and you realize like, wow, I, I need the Lord, and like even as a a very young person, you know, it's amazing that god can bring those truths across even to children absolutely uh, yeah um so that's how i originally came to the lord and then uh i also went to bob jones like q said and um but my heart just i don't know i i wasn't all in for the lord i was there like as a a, an act of kind of going through the motions and i had a bad attitude honestly (laughs) and i just you know i I wasn't quite sure and i i saw the inadequacies within myself and within uh you know other christians not necessarily at bob jones i really do love bob jones but and i equated that as inadequacies with the lord and i was Mm -hmm. like well maybe i maybe this isn't really what I want or I don't know. And so I was just really uncertain and, and kind of insecure. And um, over the course of the next few years, I met Q and um, we both moved from South Carolina to Wisconsin and found out we were having our daughter Elena very out of the blue. And um, that was a real eye opener for sure. And um you know, we weren't sure what our next step should be. It's like, should we get married right away just because we're having a baby or should we wait or, you know, and, and now looking back, I can see how God 
directed all of that and just was, I mean, so patient with us and mm-hmm. sent people along the way that were so gracious. And even uh, my family and his family and uh, people from Harvest that, you know, it would have been so easy to judge us. And mm-hmm. I, I didn't feel that way from, from the people that were important in my life. And so I'm very, very grateful for that because um, I'm sure it was a, a, a surprise to everyone and, you know, you know, my dad is in ministry, like, oh my goodness, what, what am I doing with my life? And, um, but that still wasn't enough to fully get a hold of my heart. I still had more lessons to learn. And um, it wasn't until about a year and a half ago, maybe two years now, that we really started actually seeking the Lord for ourselves. You know, we, we started getting back into church and kind of going through some of the same motions again, you know, the routines that you have, instilled in you uh, when you've been in church your whole life, you know, I'm going to go, I'm going to say the right things, I'm going to look the right way, but on the inside, it's still empty. And so um, we we really had some trials come our way, um, and we found ourselves, you know, in, in marriage counseling, in need of a lot of extra help, and our church in Wisconsin was able to provide that for us and really just so lovingly draw us back and, uh, again, could have, you know, pushed us to the wayside or been like, you know, they, they've had their chance, you know, they, they know the right from the mm-hmm. wrong and they're still not choosing it. But, you know, it's just such a testimony of, of God's grace and they showed that to us. And um, then last year, well, I guess just a few months ago now, it's been such a whirlwind, but mm-hmm. we, we were right with the Lord, I would say, for the first time in our married life, we were right on track and we're actually having communion with the Lord and together and like establish our relationship again with him and and spiritual goals for our family. And we just felt or started to feel kind of empty with, you know, what you could call the American dream. Like, you know, I was the stay at home mom. We owned our own house. We had our daughter, another one on the way. We had the you know, the picket fence and the white fluffy dog and, you know, everything, (laughs) the stereotypical uh, American dream. And uh, one day Q comes home from work and he's like, this is not it. This, like, this really can't be it. And, you know, we were in church and we were, um, you know, looking for little opportunities to serve. But in the back of our mind, I think it was very much still about, okay, how can we set ourselves up financially? How can we look for the next best thing? And sometimes we can disguise that discontentment or greed as, you know, wanting to be responsible or wanting to be prepared. And it's like, well, I need to know what's next. I need, I need, I have kids. I need to be prepared, but God doesn't call us to that. And that was a really eye-opening realization because we thought that we were on the right track finally and then uh through a very random seemingly random nothing's random in in god's economy right but uh to us it felt so random we found out that there were needs at harvest in maintenance and in some of the administrative staff yeah so if i can cut in uh just to expand on that a little bit i actually i remember uh while being at work um there were certain things that happened where I, I served two functions at my previous job and the function that I liked the most and enjoyed the most was taken from me um, and given to somebody else. And so I was stuck with the function that I felt was a little bit less, uh, you know, uh, enjoyable, so to speak, just to paraphrase it. But within that, I actually was able to 
free up my mind and use the time where I was doing something seemingly meaningless to actually pray and seek the Lord's guidance. And actually, when that happened on that day, it was like, a, I believe it was like a Wednesday or Thursday. It was right before Fourth of July weekend. And uh, we were scheduled to go visit my wife's family in Iowa. And as we uh, left, we had all of these questions about, you know, I felt, man, like, you know, work uh, doesn't feel like there's any, like, I don't have a purpose or anything like that. But, but on the trip, I actually was able to come to, um, like, uh, what the Lord would ask of me in that situation. And I, and I remember the prayer and I said, Father, if you will have me work here for the next five, 10, 15 years, I will do it gladly and I will do it um, glorifying your name and I will rejoice in it because I am more than thankful for everything you've given me. But I do have an ask and I asked him for us to go into full-time ministry. And I said that in my prayer to him two days before we went to um, Ankeny. And then we go to Ankeny and then 4th of July weekend happens. And while we're in Iowa, we find out about the opportunity in harvest. Mm -hmm. And to me, like Kayla said, there's nothing to, to me, there's nothing random. It's the Lord, as you start walking with him, your asks become aligned with his heart. Mm -hmm. It's not the other way around. You know, I thought for the longest part of my life, oh, I can ask God for this because he says like, you know, he'll be faithful and he'll fulfill the, the my request. But actually it's my service comes first. My heart being submitted comes first and my asks align with his heart. And that's when I really felt like, you know, Father, like I will do this. I will work here. I will do it if that's what you have me do. And I will be content and I'll be a testimony to my coworkers. But if it's your will, Father, let me understand what ministry is. Let me um, be able to speak about you, share my story full time. You know, that's what I really mm -hmm. wanted to do. And so lo and behold, harvest comes in. So anyway, I'll, I'll let you continue. No, but I just needed so, to share that. No, so. <laughs> it's so awesome. It's so good, you guys. And I remember our first conversation together. You were both so clear. It, it was very evident to me that God was doing something in your life. Mm -hmm. And you were open. You were just kind of holding your hands out. Mm -hmm. Like, God, what do you what do you want with our lives? Um, of course, we had a very specific need, a couple of very specific needs, and uh, your hearts were just evident. It, we're not exactly sure what God's doing here, um, mm -hmm. but we do have this longing for ministry that's more. And uh, yeah, it's pretty amazing to think of the whirlwind since then, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's been definitely a whirlwind but can i say one thing yeah, to whoever course. is listening yeah um if you're listening right now and you find any relevance with our story or you think man i used to be involved and now i'm not or you know i i feel disappointed by church or maybe god has let me down in some way i just want you to know that god never wants to let you down and he is still with you and if humans have let you down that is not the lord's intent he has so much better for you and i just pray that whoever hears this um that you'll know that you are not too far gone nobody is too far gone from the love of the lord and uh, even if you were saved as a child and you never have lived your life for God, there was nothing that would make him happier than to to have you return to him. And, uh, you know, Harvest would be a great place to do that if you are on island and uh, you can come find us in church. But um, if you're listening, you know, overseas, 
just pray for an opportunity that God will direct someone to you, and I, I guarantee that he will do that for you. I love that. And uh, I know, you know, we talked a little bit about the jobs that you've come for, but in both of your hearts is uh, this desire to be just all in in God's church and uh, serving faithfully and finding the ways and the places that God uh, has for you and the people. Um, so both in your, in your ongoing walk with Christ, I mean, God's got some steps for you. Um, but just in your heart to serve others. I'm glad that God brought you here. I'm excited through all of these challenges that God's prepared you for the, you know, the mission that he has in front of you. And we're, we're excited about seeing what, what that looks like. Yes, thank yeah, you. Yeah, thank you. And um, I just wanted to say, uh, please, um, you can come find us um, anytime at Harvest. Ask for Q and Kayla. Um, th- again, this is kind of like a condensed version of our testimony. Yeah. But I mean, I would love to share all the little intricacies and the little details. Um, come find us if you're ever at Harvest Church. Ask for Q and Kayla, and uh, we would love to take you out to coffee, have lunch, have dinner, something, and uh, share our story and, and hopefully be of service to you. So That's awesome. God's going to give you many opportunities Amen. to share what he's done to be witnesses of him you know that's just telling what god has done in our lives so i can't wait to see how god uses that thanks you guys for being with us here today and thank you for listening to harvest time of course at this point in the program we always just want to invite you again to harvest baptist church we have two services every sunday 8 45 a.m 10 45 a.m The 1045 AM service is heard live here on KHMG on 88.1 FM and khmg.org. And you can view the video live stream at hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. We hope to see you this Sunday. Thanks again for listening to Harvest Time.